Gorge. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because <laughs> Rod and Karen are hot. <laughs> hey, welcome to another episode of the Blackout Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Join as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Sunday morning. Uh, ready to do some podcasting and during this March Madness. Um, thanks for hanging yeah, out with us. Yeah, and uh, nobody brackets is right because I look like all the number ones was trying to lose, attempted to lose, lost. <laughs> I know Duke's out. I texted my dad. I said, "Damn, you know your team, you know, because he knew what I meant. He'd been texting me all year." After every Carolina loss, and we don't have yes, a lot he of has all year. I don't know. You know, I, I don't care. We beat Coach K on his last game ever and on his last game in Cameron. So, you know, for me, this basically been a year off. I don't give a fuck what Carolina does. Um, but I, he said, what time did Carolina play today or yesterday or the day before? We were overachievers this year. I'm proud of my white boys. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and then I, I texted him back, is we sick? And then he said, we is chilling and headed to the lake to do some fishing. And he sent me a picture of some delicious fried fish, you know, that that, that I can't get in this area of New York that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And he said, I made, this, fish. So I made this for your mom today. And I said, damn, I miss home. And uh, so I guess he won, kind of, you know. Uh, <laughs> it hurt. It hurt more than than anything with carolina to see that fish i can't have you know so <laughs> yeah. and uh your, your daddy is uh your daddy is is funny uh he does that uh the old black man thing where he don't want to come out and say he misses you but mm. he misses you uh it is hilarious like i, I had said anything to him yet next time i see him i'm like just come out and say you miss your boy <laughs> yeah. uh, i mean i miss them <laughs> You know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it, it's just funny though. He he throw hints like, cause you know he been fishing and stuff like that, and he be showing me the fish and stuff like that. And he be like, well, when Roger come back, I you know I, I I'm gonna give you the fish. I'm looking like, well, nigga, you can give me the fish now. Why we gotta wait till your boy come back? I can stick that bitch in the freezer. Cause you know you're not gonna cook it. You know you're not gonna cook it, and it's gonna be up to me. Um, if it was, if it well, was, shit, if... at least it be in here waiting on you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be teasing me, talking about I just, I just, I just caught some fish and cleaned it and filleted it, and I did all this nice little shit too. But we are gonna wait till my boy come back. I'm looking like, ain't nobody got time to wait for Roger. I can stick it in the freezer. <laughs> you got, you, you got it now. I take it now, sir. What are we waiting on? You can uh, contact the show with all the contact information that's in the show notes. Just you know, keep scrolling wherever you're listening. This the official weapon of the show is the taser, an unofficial sport. A bullet ball extreme, extreme, extreme. And um don't forget also like to watch the show live. Go to crowdcast.io and put in T T B G W T the blackout test, whatever. Follow our channel. And you'll get you can uh set your settings where you can get notified whenever we go live so you can get a little email like, hey, they're about to go live. Mm-hmm. And you can hop in the chat with these fools and start you know, talking up a storm and all that stuff. Talking about um, random shit, untopic related, just about y'all lives and everything right, else. Right. Now, we are coming down to the home stretch of me being in New York and stuff. So, uh, next week, 
you know, this week that we're about to experience, you won't get a lot of shows, if any, because Karen will be up here. Then mm-hmm. the week after that, I'll be getting ready to go back um, to Charlotte. And our last show, Taping of Game Theory, is going to be on Thursday night, not Friday uh, at noon like it's normally been. So, um, one, it's going to be interesting to see how they get the audience in there and what, what that crowd's going to be like. But two, you know. Right, I don't even know if it's an option. Because when you go, it only think it had that date as okay. an option. Okay. So, we'll have to figure something out. I, I mean, it's above me. I don't, I don't do the booking for the crowd. But, right. um, you know, the, the thing is, uh, I can't wait to get home. So, when they moved up the last day of the tape and I moved up the day of my flight. So, I'll be leaving the next morning uh if everything goes to plan so um yeah you can go with me to the uh hornets game I'm yeah the that's the reason i'm coming back that early because i miss going to the hornets games even if they sorry um and then yeah. uh what's the weather think, like over there right now uh, let's see what is it Cause like? i saw me... i got an alert from the nest or something with a ring alarm that was like it's gonna be below freezing i was like it's below freezing there uh, uh, is that 31? That says Manhattan. The fuck is this? That's why I said sometimes. Well, that's because you're logged in as me on my computer. Oh, <laughs> that's why I be confused on this computer. I mean, like, that temperature ain't right. That's all, it's all right. It's all right. I'll just check it myself. It's 39 in Charlotte. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, well, but let me, let, me, let me check my phone and uh, see what's uh, happening. And uh, <laughs> I know what I'm going to say about the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, Hornets game. It's uh, funny, though, because every time I uh, go to the Hornets game, you know, we go through, like, the routine where you go up the elevator and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, because, you know, we um, be going to the game so frequently, you know me, I chit-chat with everybody. And so a lot of them recognize and remember my face. So I remember when, you, when your mom first started coming, they was like, mm, this ain't the person you normally come with. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you come back with me. They be like, okay, you don't bought your, your traveling buddy with, with you. Yeah. So even the people at the um, – what you McCullough started asking about you at the post office. They were like, mm-hmm. we ain't seen Rod in a while. We ain't seen no Hello Fresh. I was like, well, Roger going out of town. I said, Hello Fresh should be back up here when he get back. <laughs> Some people been asking about you. <laughs> <laughs> they, been, they been like, hey, this ain't the normal routine. What's happening? What's going on? So I'm, I'm really excited about uh, uh, going to the game and eating the buffet. And uh, uh, that, uh, uh, it's for those of you that don't know, me and Roger got this running joke. Well, we sit, if you look up in the top corner, it's the speaker. And about a year and a half, two years ago, they do the Chick-fil-A toss, where they toss these uh, cars off the roof, off the thing. And one of them got hung there, and it's been there every day. So every time I go back, I always look up there, and it's still there. That little Chick-fil-A card is, is holding tough. I guess ain't nobody shook it off yet. I know that bitch done expired by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, well, no, I'll be back soon, hopefully, and, and get to experience all that stuff and say hello to everybody um mm-hmm. but uh uh forget the other thing i was gonna say i can't remember now but yeah um oh, my bad i didn't mean to, to bump the train thought it happens it's fine um, it's about missing or coming home or something no nah, i can't remember what it was but yeah so um we'll be wrapping i'll be wrapping up my time in new york and stuff um the show's going well we got two episodes left um you know uh People really enjoyed this last episode. Bo especially enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know, was really good. And uh, hopefully, people that love the Morning Jones, as soon as they saw the opening, you know, video of Man on the Street, and you see Mike Hitman there with that fur coat on talking to Bo, I hope people 
felt the way we felt that night. I still need to go through and post all my pictures and videos and stuff from the season uh, just so, you know, because I keep posting just the video or the reel, but I want mm-hmm. y'all to see some of the other stuff because, like, man, that was just a special night. And, you know, and, like, this episode particularly, man, I, I wrote a lot of it. So, you know, I, I had my hands all over this shit, and it, make, it, it makes me feel good that it, that, that, it was good you know what i'm saying as opposed Yay. to like like because it, it wouldn't be no point in getting credit for some shit and your shit is whack it's like yeah i wrote that and everybody's like yeah it was kind of it was whack <laughs> you know so, mm-hmm. so so that if Bo feels great about it then and then to me i'm like then mission accomplished because i think the show would be great if as long as he feels great about it I have a question and you might not know this, but I'm asking you anyway. You know how they do like a little thing where uh, people ask both questions and they snip it for yeah. the internet? Did they do that with the man on streets? Um, man on the street is a little bit different than that. Like we come up with questions and prompts for Bo to answer. Cause like, see the thing with man on the streets is it, we can't, it's too many resources to allow it to be 100% off the cuff because it needs to tie into so what we're going to talk about on the show. Right. It needs to um, have like an angle to it that doesn't reveal exactly what we're talking about right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's like a meticulous process that Ted, the um, head of the uh, like field team department, the people that go out and film all this shit. When y'all see them like filming at Cleveland Brown Stadium, like Ted and his team are flying out there to do that shit. So Ted is a very meticulous planner, and he always has like he has to be. Even uh, if yeah. you get on your nerves, he was like, "Look, y'all, I have to do this because if I don't, some shit gonna be fucked up, and everybody gonna be like, why the shit fucked up?'" <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the reasons it right. don't really bother me. Like I push past the quote unquote annoyance of it because I think a lot of the people get caught up in the annoyance and the tedium of it. But I push past that because I'm like, the worst thing that can happen is that we don't give him any feedback, and then it's whack. And then we get it and we either cut it or we just go, we put out a whack piece today and we feel bad about it. And it's like, well, part of that is because when we had chances to intervene or to put input in, we chose not to do it. There was a piece that right. we're not going to do. I won't tell the details on it on air, but mm-hmm. there's a piece we're not going to get to do probably. But and, and I had heard that we might not get to do it, but, you know, he had sent like. Uh, a document like hey if y'all have ideas for my questions you know add them in here and i went in there and put in some ideas because i was like even if this shit one is a good thought exercise or two if this shit don't get canceled now he's just out there like fuck i asked him for help and nobody helped me you know and so you can't not and and those things matter to him when he sees people interacting and responding to him like you like hey you make help me help you that's his job help me help you (laughs) Yeah, so, um, but yeah, the the questions in the studios are like either, I don't know if it's like they're attributing them to the people in the audience or those people really did ask those specific questions. I have no idea. Um, Okay, no problem. That's like our social media department behind that. But Mm -hmm. I know his answers are off the cuff. Like, I I don't know that he, like, it's not written in a teleprompter or something. He may or may not have knowledge of the question ahead of time, but I'm leaning towards he doesn't because a lot of times they like to get Bo off the cuff like it's a big thing for us to try to generate as much of the show into feeling like yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so you don't want to 
prepare him too much unless it's something really important like hey we need to we just need you to know to have a take on this thing but right. uh nah how so, the question is gonna be formed is another thing but just right. but just know it's gonna you might get hit with one of these questions i don't know maybe you can ask a question or something i don't i don't know if uh if they ask y'all, because I don't know what it's like from your perspective as an audience member, if they ask the people in the audience, like, do you have a question for Bo? Or if they just say, hey, we're going to tell them that this is your question. I have no idea. It's all showbiz to me. Yeah, me, me either. Like I said, I, I don't know or if it's a question place. I just don't know where it is or yeah. gift it. I'm not sure. But, you know, when you probably ask questions, they probably filter through the questions. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, these people are coming, you know, on this day. Because everybody that they pick normally is in the live audience on that day. So obviously they know you're going to be quote unquote be there. Yeah. And, and so, a lot um, of them are stand up comics and stuff. And mm. uh, some of them you may recognize and know like Gastor Almonte. Um, I think um, Rojo Perez was in one. Mm -hmm. um, and be on the lookout. Okay. I put in a, a call in for a favor and hopefully we got uh just within the next couple of weeks be on the lookout for a man on the street that y'all might recognize i'm just i'm not gonna spoil it but Don't. if it go well i i hope y'all i mean i'm gonna spoil it if you follow me on social media because i'm definitely gonna go out there when it's their turn for man on the street because i just want to meet them and, and say hey um uh and that'll probably be like tuesday night or something so mm -hmm. i'll probably go out and talk to them but yeah just be on the lookout Oh, uh, yeah, Chris Lambert was already on there, and that's not who I'm talking about. It's somebody that y'all haven't seen on the show yet, but uh, but somebody that y'all know through the podcast world. Um, but, yeah, that's, you know, so things are going well with the show, and um, it's, 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 you know, I'm still ready to come home. I miss home, you know, but. Yeah, because ain't nothing like it. I, 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 yeah, I feel you on that one. Yeah, I've just been able to, like, I've just not thought about home or pushed myself into that mode for the last four months because it's just been like live you gotta live every day in the day you know which is why mm -hmm. i probably haven't made a lot of plans i haven't gone out and done stuff unless people have like actively reached out and been like hey man we need to do something like most of the time i'm just like day at a time you know work let's, mm -hmm. let's do this work but you know I, and i think since i didn't plan to be here like an extra week or something i haven't made extra plans but right um but yeah, man, it's been uh it's been it's been crazy. So um trying to think uh is there anything else before we get into the show? I think that might be it. Uh yeah, I don't know why I was thinking whatever it was, I lost it, guys. Uh <laughs> let's get into <laughs> let's get into the show segments. Um and maybe it'll come back to me at some point. Uh, but let's do some coronavirus news. It's only a little bit of stuff. Um, Coronavirus. Just Look, here we go again. We got variants. Really need to keep a mask on hand and follow the plan. Get the vaccine and second shots. Whether woman or man, black out who tips is doing their part, but the dummies expand. Niggas would rather believe a bunch of misinformation. Fuck y'all idiots not getting shots. Now we gotta regress. If we keep going in this direction, we never can rest. Never can get back to the lives we be living the best. Damn fool, stop the lying. Stop the intubation crying. Cause it's your fault that motherfuckers dying. <laughs> Damn fool, stop the Lying, stop the ventilator crying Cause it's your fault that motherfuckers dying I do not understand this shit I'm not a fan of this We were like one win from the pandemic championship But fuckers wanna leave it to game seven With Giannis Delta Kumpo Blocking forward progression And Chris middle fingers to your plans Man damn huh. 
Looks like it's no Drew Holiday for you and your mans. I'm sick of black people dying for real. So I'm just writing this new piece to let you know how I feel. Uh, coronavirus. Yeah. Fuck that COVID-19 is unseen. It's creeping in the air for you to breathe. Yeah. Huh. So fuck that COVID-19 is unseen. It's creeping in the air for you to breathe. Yeah. Coronavirus news. There's only a couple articles. The first one is apparently Tilda Swinton, who y'all may know as the ancient one from the uh, Marvel Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange uh, mm-hmm. franchise, she refuses to follow COVID nineteen protocols on film sets. Wow! And it's interesting because like people don't want to get sick, dog, and you the star. Mm-hmm. So if you go down, you fucking up family. You're like, you fucking up a lot of shit when you go down, dog. Yeah, she's 62. She's went to, she was, gave a keynote talk at the South by South, uh, Southwest Film and TV Festival. And she expressed her delight that the audience members no longer had to wear a mask to attend such events. Later in the conversation, she shared that she is over safety protocols and has refused to wear a mask to keep herself coronavirus free before shooting her next movie. I'm about to shoot a picture in Ireland and I was told to wear a mask at all times and I'm not, she said. Uh, She acknowledged the conversation was being recorded and insisted that she is very healthy as she has had COVID-19 multiple times. That's that's not good at all. And I'll just decide for for some people, you know, depending on it, they might not tell you stuff, but they'll be looking like, you know what? No, we're not going to deal with that. What we're not going to do is cast you because we don't want to deal with you buffing and arguing with the people that are just trying to do their fucking job. We can get somebody else to do this. I know Marvel like, Glad. not worth the hassle. <clears throat> I know Marvel Glad they killed her character off. But um, she said, are. also she revealed to W Magazine last year that she had, she was unable to get out of bed for three weeks when she had COVID in August 2021. You she, don't say. She also said she was suffering from long COVID and it had affected her memory. Your whole job is to read scripts and memorize. The fuck? That's your job. This is a weird flex. You know? <laughs> like, so, I mean, so maybe it's just me. I'm on the outside looking in. Basically, you're going, I'm stupid. I caught long COVID, y'all. I, 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 am, I am a prime example of why you need to take your ass and get that shot fucking immediately. Catching yeah. it multiple times, having brain fog, you know, like it doesn't make sense. It's like people, and, and, it, and it's amazing, particularly. And she's a old, she's older too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, that uh, older people are the people that's affecting the quote unquote most right now, mm-hmm. even if they do have their shots and stuff because of your immune system and shit like that. So it's like, come on, I was like, this, this doesn't make sense for you to be fighting against this so and my thing they're not asking you to do anything unreasonable it's just america fuck yeah i'm not even sure she's american but yeah it's just just i mean and it's a simple ask like you're about to be on the movie set and see what the thing about the movie set there's unions so her Woody Harrelson, these actors are acting like they're making individual choices. Like I'm just da da da. The thing is, a lot of the unions have mandated that there be COVID testing on site and that there be protocols, or else you can't have those people in the unions working there. Or you know, like if there's violations, they could get reported on that set. So it's bigger than her. It's not really about her. But the writers, for example, we have a union. There's rules with COVID that are completely about because the writers' union 
decide, said the writers won't go back to work unless they're, they're getting COVID tested when it's above a certain threshold in their local area. So right. you may have to get tested every day. You may have to get a PCR test if you miss a day of work. You may have to get every other day, you know, depending on your proximity with. to the actors. That's another thing. Actors have to get tested a certain amount of time. So when she says this, and people, because I know a lot of people now are like, yeah, but I mean, we kind of are just doing what we want to do. And you're right. We we really are. People, are, it's up to them. But I'm not, not on a movie set, set not at the mm-hmm. job. Right. I'm not on a movie set. That's this isn't her going movie. to the grocery store. This is bigger than her. So she's right. just jeopardizing a bunch of people's money because if she's out, especially if she has another three week bout of some, then that's three weeks of filming money and 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 uh, three weeks of salary and all this shit that someone got to pay somewhere. For, for all these people that can't do their job. That, that's my whole point. So I'm telling you, if I was somebody considering picking her, I'd be like, scratch her off the list. Nobody wants to deal with that. Nobody wants to deal with, like you say, all these unions and shit getting angry every time she fucking come through the door because it was like, we got to wear masks. She should wear a mask too. Or people like me to go, well, I don't want fucking COVID because she's decided that she, that she decided to fuck it. The Woody Harrelson shit is even worse to me because he did a movie that's with like, vulnerable people like special needs people that's what the whole movie's about and then he's bragging about how he ain't wearing masks and he's anti-vax and shit it's just crazy to me um but yeah you can't make tilda swinton wear a mask you can't make her get vaccinated you can't make her do anything you can only ask and she could be like no 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 um <laughs> and that's true but what you can decide is if if she's going to be on your next uh movie yeah that's what you can yeah. decide now you well, know right now you can be like oh oh that's what we on all right we good yeah and it's just crazy how much they feel like heroes for telling the world it's like you could also just right. not do these things and don't tell nobody right and you actually look stupid and the thing is if you wear your mask and sit anti-vax, ain't nobody gonna bother you. Cause that cause they go, we don't gonna fuck if you anti-mask or not. We just ask you right. to wear your mask for for these few minutes and then you can go do whatever the fuck you want to after and before this. I just don't know why you would tell people, even if you weren't Correct. doing this shit. Even if you were like, I'm not wearing a mask, I'm not like clearly we're at a point where most people aren't gonna ask. They're gonna cause most people are gonna assume you're intelligent and be like, Well, if they're not wearing a mask, they must know something. You know what I mean? They you know who knows what it is but they feel safe and we all or you know whatever we all kind of getting by on that um you know for me it's like certain events i go out i'm just like i know no one's going to be wearing a mask i'm not going to be wearing my mask at this time and i'm risking it even though i know the numbers are low and all this stuff like Mm -hmm. it's a it's a lower risk than it would have been a few months ago but agreed you know I, it is a risk, and I I know I'm taking that educated risk. Then you know, um, uh, I hop in the Uber. Sometimes it's a small space with one person. I might put on a mask. You know, um, it just depends. You know, and and you know, I might open up a window or something. <laughs> like it's like, but it's always a risk at this point. You know, I was in the Uber and the driver started coughing. I pulled my mask out like a condom. I was like, hmm. I don't know about you, buddy. You know, you're getting a little you too never know. like that first. I give you listen. I spot you one cough. Okay, that's what I do. I give you a one cough spot. spot Maybe you had to cough. clear your throat. Maybe some food went down the wrong pipe. Maybe you drank the water too fast. Uh, you get two coughs, man. Everybody gotta go back. Mask back up. What's going on, buddy? What's happening? Yeah, cause that's the thing. Uh, 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 all these things they're not the same, but some of the symptoms is the same. A cold, a cough, the flu. The COVID all 
have some of the same, you know, foundational symptoms. So you're like, well, since I go new, I'm going to act like you got all of it. And the thing is, people act like, for some people that wear masks, people act like there's something wrong with you for being like the one of the single person to wear a mask. But I really don't think this. So this is something that people keep saying. But I'm being 100% honest. I've never had an issue wearing a mask every, anywhere. No one has ever said anything to me. We're three years in this thing. I've never been singled out. I've never been called out. No one's like threatened me. Not like it's been, like for the most part, from my experience, everyone maskless or masked up, everyone is leaving everybody the fuck alone. Period. Yeah. Like which, it, which whatever is, insecurities you want. walk out your house with, that's on you. If you're looking for some problems, you'll find some problems. So yeah, if you walk know. out the house and you just like, I'm going to eyeball everybody in my mask until they look at me crazy. <laughs> Not like, eyeball everybody. Like, for the most part, people just leaving people alone. You know what I'm saying? Period. And I have it. And for the record, of course, I'm not an idiot. I'm saying when I'm out in public, other people out in public. I've never seen someone else get bothered with for having a mask. You see what I'm saying? Like, it just is. I'm not saying it's impossible, but. I feel like it's a lot of it is our paranoia in our head of like, I'm going to stick out. Someone's going to say something to me. I know they got a problem with me wearing this mask right now. And it's like, for the most part, whatever problem they got is in t- inside their body and they not going to come out their mouth. So you can just keep moving. Like, whatever fit make you feel comfortable, just do that shit. Because ain't nobody going to stop you. Mm-mm. You know? So I don't know. I feel like, it, I don't know. Now, be, wearing a mask in public is almost like a when black people see each other type thing but you know <laughs> like when two black people that everybody get everybody hitting on yeah like okay you cool <laughs> cool you. so you read the newspaper like you know oh you watch msnbc or whatever it's not i just don't think like i said it, i haven't seen it be a confrontational thing for years now because it's, it's kind of become normalized if you want to do it people might think it's ridiculous or pointless i mean i've, I've seen people wear yeah a mask. It, it just, it's, it's more of that how how people just talk about how ridiculous and i don't think it's all ridiculous and yeah it might you know we know they work right but you know at some at some to some extent i'm like i said is i just feel like people is is turning to something that is not really honest which is yeah. that people like people will say the right thing of like, yeah, man, I'm gonna wear my mask all the time. It's like, okay, so what'd you do last weekend? I went out to the comedy club. Were you eating and drinking? Yes. Did you wear your mask the whole time? No. Okay, so then when you see somebody without their mask, don't be a dick. It's fine. You know, like I said, I don't think Tilda Swinton is doing anything uh, super crazy other than saying it. Because I think she could have got, a, like with the numbers being as low as they are right now, she probably could get by with not getting COVID and and go do that movie shoot and as long as she don't show up with covid most people gonna be like okay cool we didn't even know this woman had caught covid all this fucking times and we didn't know she was anti-mask and all that we didn't know this and we didn't need to know this shit she volunteered it and so now we gonna have to act like you know and 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 talked about having it many times and shit like she's a fucking weirdo she's an outlier but yeah. she's she's gonna use the fact that people aren't wearing masks as much anymore to be like see i was right and it's like but that's not really what happened tilda a lot of people just are following the the, the numbers and shit and being like okay it's safer now than it was i'm vaccinated I'm, there's a safer than it was a couple years ago you had covid Agreed. seven times maybe you should shut the fuck up right but yeah she dumb 
Um, <clears throat> a new genetic data suggests COVID or originated from raccoon dogs. First of all, I did not know they had raccoon dogs. Uh, Me either. <laughs> First time I heard, I was like, what? They have, I, and they, I did not know this because I'm not from there. They have like open air markets where they like sell animals and things like that. And so they was like, in these areas, people sell raccoon dogs. I was like, what the fuck is a raccoon dog? Yeah, it's like if you met a German Shepherd with Jason Whitlock, you get a, a raccoon dogs, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they said previously unavailable, unavailable genetic testing data suggested COVID pandemic originated from animals, not a lab. And what some experts are calling by far the strongest evidence to support animal origins. Yeah, this has been a big thing, and it feels like this goes back and forth every week. I'm not even really sure that it matters whether it was a lab or animal. I'm, I mean, I'm sure it matters to some people on some extent, yeah, but like scientists and stuff, because they say that's how most of it spread from like a bat or you know what I mean, something like that. So they're like, yeah. we need to know why. Like I'm just not sure that it 100 percent matters. Um, but I guess on a geopolitical scale, it matters so that someone can be blamed. Like, what y'all doing working with this? But it just feels like us blaming another country for experimenting with this means we probably must be doing some type of shit like that. Like, like that's just how it feels. If the first thing you jump to is like, y'all did this, and we know it's because y'all was fucking around with them vaccine viruses trying to make uh, super, super, uh, super weapons, it's like, now why would that be? The, that's like when you look at someone's phone. It's like, why are you looking through my phone? You must be cheating, you know? Right. Like, what's happening? um so yeah that's the coronavirus news um let's get into some other news uh i guess we can just do some uh some regular ass news for a second T.J. Holmes and Amy Robach were spotted near New York half marathon start line after regular sex workouts. I didn't know they're having a sex workout. They're doing it in front of I'm confused. What's happening here? It's in the title. Uh, shout out to the Daily Mail. Um, what the fuck is a sex workout? That's what I want to know. And how do they know they have them, I guess? Like, yes. is this just another term for having sex? Or is their closest source, close to the source, uh, sources close to the relationship know that they're sex workouts? I don't know. So, what are they just fucking in? Just come out in their workout clothes? Like, they've been at the gym? I don't get it. They said, Rip, since the trip, the pair have reportedly been preparing for the event held in Manhattan and Brooklyn by keeping up their fitness with intimate sex workouts that insiders revealed to Daily Mail earlier that have whipped them into the best shape of their lives. Sex workouts. This is the most blatant cheating I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I've never. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this before because the Why entire point, sense? the entire point, and, and I get our nasty, messy, salacious audience is like, "Ooh, yes, good." You know, I get it. Y'all are y'all are the best. But being real for a second, 
the entire point of the job they had was to sell like a weird fake wholesomeness. Right. I've never seen people light their money on fire like this. Like they can't come back and do the same show they were doing to the audience they were doing it to. Like maybe they can get a whole nother audience. Maybe they can like change the, the change what they do and keep hosting together, but it'll have to turn into some type of weird raunchy like selling sex without selling sex type of show that's a little bit different than a morning show i think that morning shows right. do that too but like it would have to be some overtly selling sex i think mm-hmm. whatever they do next if they work together it's gonna it can't have to be no sexual quote-unquote tension while we think it but we just assume that they're not we're yeah not now we'll same. they will have right. to be openly like girl i'm gonna tear that ass up later after the break coming up we're talking with <laughs> mike <laughs> <laughs> talking with Michael Strahan, like is hey, they gonna start the show? Hey, it's taking blowjob days, so yeah. we know what we've been doing later on at night. Yeah. You know, that's what they're gonna have to do now. Yeah, they're gonna be interviewing porn stars at their next job. The way they going talking about sex workouts, you know, be brought, uh, our sponsor today, Black dot com. Um, but yeah, that's that was just really weird. Um, but they keeping it going. So shout out to those two crazy kids. Uh, you know they go black, black dot com. It's mm-hmm. all deep. <laughs> um, yeah, this, what a weird decision. It's it's like the kind of decision that if one of them was your friend, you would check in on them and be like, "You sure, right. TJ? You good, bro? Um, I keep seeing you. I mean, I, your your ex wife. Uh, I mean, your wife called me and we're looking for you, and um." Is everything good? And I'm fine. It's like, all right, this is a cocaine decision. <laughs> How you gonna work right. again, bro? How you gonna? But the, well, you can work again, but you're not gonna be able to work in this industry. Actually, at this point, you call him. It's probably he, it's like TJ. He's like, it's Lutellus now. You're like, okay, I see you, player. Call me by my whole name. We see what you into. He's like, I've chosen the side, Lutellus Junior. Um, this is a article I didn't know. Uh, existed uh, a phenomenon people are apparently washing their toilet seats in the dishwasher what yep there you go detaching it where you put your ass putting uh putting it right in the bottom rack and there's a couple things i want to note here they are putting it in the rack and the rack has dishes in it for food here i like uh the second thing i like to notice note is if you look at how much it fills up the dish rack there's no room for the bar that shoots the water to move it can't spin because you haven't left there has to be a little bit of space at the top there's no space and i'm gonna keep the video playing and i'll tell you about a third thing i noticed Okay, we've now seen about four videos, five videos, okay. All right, so we've seen four videos. Karen, the, do you notice the third thing I noticed? There's another white people. What yes. the fuck is this? Yes, every... doing this bullshit. You better get you some pine salt or Ajax or, or some baking soda if you want to be cheap and water some shit like that and clean your fucking toilet seat. Every arm was Caucasian as hell. Um, Take it apart if you got to. Fuck you don't that. wash your legs, but you wash your toilet seats in the dishwasher. Boy, things is 
what is happening? Y'all got to get some real oppression going on over there. You, uh, you better do like black people do. Sprinkle some Ajax across your, your toilet toilet seat and toilet bowl and let it sit for two hours and then come back and scrub it down. Here's what I'm... Here's the thing to, for me too, right? My my personal belief is that this is probably a hoax type prank thing. It's like the NyQuil chicken. Because it's so ridiculous and stupid. Only somebody that like is purposely doing this shit would do it it's because it's too stupid um and then if you know how a dishwasher works the way they've angled everything it wouldn't get clean anyway Mm -mm. like you can't load a dishwasher the way they load it like the angles are wrong take it apart they got they got it all hooked together and shit the other thing i'm noticing is a lot of the toilet seats aren't dirty Mm -mm. so like they They pre-clean the toilet seat to put it in the dishwasher Mm-hmm. So it, it it's it's just giving a lot of like trying to get outrage from the internet, but I I did think it was funny the people that did the videos like that would be funny you know. Right. The U.S. is to impose inflation fines on the first set of drugs, lowering cost. Um. So basically. U.S. President Joe Biden said his administration would subject 27 drugs to inflation penalties, a move that will reduce out-of-pocket costs for Medicare recipients by as much as $390 per dose. Drug makers hiked the price for 27 drugs last quarter higher than the rate of inflation and will have to pay the difference on those medicines to Medicare, the uh, government health care program for those 65 and older and the disabled. Um, They were saying stuff like people may, may be surprised that companies including Eli Lilly have capped out a pocket expense for for stuff like insulin at $35 a month. Mm-hmm. And this is after Biden's public plea to lower the price for diabetes treatment. He said there's a lot more coming. Um, and this is part of the Inflation Reduction Act that was signed. And one of the things is, like, it takes a while for these things to take effect. But it this was announced when it happened. Those who applauded the bill talked about it when it happened. But... I don't know what we can do to keep stupid motherfuckers engaged into being like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because now here's a reminder that when you see those costs lowered on your monthly um, insurance and out-of-pocket expenses going way the fuck down because we're talking about literally thousands of dollars at some point for these for insulin. So uh-huh. when you see it and go down to like these are like life saving medications, the fuck. And people say we want, you know, Democrats don't do shit. Why should I vote? What's the difference between the two parties? This is it. And it takes a little bit of time because it is the government. It's not immediate. But uh-huh. this is huge. And if and when we do shit like allow the House to swing to Republicans like we did last November, yes. Whatever people vote like that, you know, I know a lot of it's voter suppression and stuff, but there are still people voting for these evil motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. You're voting for your insulin price to be high. Yes, you are. So you got this thing from the Biden administration, and I'm just like, you know, what more could we have gotten if we would have just kept our fucking foot on their necks instead of being like, oh, well, we didn't get everything we wanted in two years. Back yep. to quitting. Like, this yep. shit matters. Yeah, we could have gotten a whole lot more. And the thing is, the uh, the way the the system is set up, it's people will pay the low rates, won't complain, and won't give credit to who is due. Do you know credit for it dropping? Like they they don't right. mind that. They they'll take the benefits from it. Right. And then you know, but when it goes up, they complain about it going up. 
and blame the people who have the least amount of power to do anything about it, even though they didn't set them in a place to empower them in the first place. But it's their fault because as far as a lot of the general public is concerned, a lot of the voters, the people, the people that can vote, they don't want to take any personal responsibility for anything that they played, any role that they played. It's, it's oh, this. And because and if they do take personal responsibility, that means you have to be accountable for what you did, how you threw your vote away and all this other shit. You have to be accountable for that. And people don't want to be accountable. A lot of people treat our system like, oh, whatever happens, happens. It's so many people to treat, treat our system like that. And you go, well, the fucking shit don't run like that. You do know we, there's shit where you can actually participate in the process. You don't want to participate in the process. Do you want to com- fucking complain about how the process is, quote, unquote, haywire and not going the way you want to do, want it to go, but just you don't want to participate in the process. Yeah, they did this shit with Mansion and Cinema. They still got mm-hmm. this stuff through. It's amazing what they did. And that's and the list of drugs that are also facing the penalty, there's more. Humera, the arthritis drug. Uh, CAR-T, the cancer therapy, Yescarta drug. Um, uh, PADSEV, uh, which is another cancer therapy drug. They're all getting, like, anticipating getting these fees to lower the out-of-pocket costs for people. Um, Pfizer had five drugs on there. Um, Johnson Johnson had two like this this shit is a real impact on real people's like pockets and and it's really and it's so helpful because especially in the time of inflation and shit and and we're talking about sometimes life-saving medications that these fucking companies are price gouging us for so I'm glad this is when government works this is good big government this is come in and regulate this shit because an unregulated capitalistic enterprise is always going to just injure everybody except for the one percent of people that make all the money off of it correct and all you do is basically you say if you ain't rich or have a job with insurance it's a it's a big flat fuck you right you know even if you and even if you got insurance depending on what kind of insurance you got some companies just give you the fucking bare minimal i've had work with jobs like that whatever that what's the cheapest what's the cheapest plan we got that's what we get and then your employees playing fucking hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars a fucking pocket because they don't cover shit yes drop it make make it reasonable uh, voters rejected legalizing marijuana in Oklahoma for recreational use. Man, what a whack ass state you gotta have to be mm-hmm. voting against weed. It's not like they forcing you to smoke weed. They're saying you had as an option. Damn, your state whack. Like, who is against this? The daughters of the Confederacy, you know. Who, who the fuck is campaigning on, like, well, we we going to put it on the ballot, but we definitely don't want people voting to smoke it. And I'll try funny. I wonder uh, with the campaign, how it was pushed and promoted and promote to the general public? Because, you know, a lot of times they'll, they'll do slick shit, how they push it and promote it a certain way. Yeah. And people to vote and they'll be like, that's not what the fuck I wanted. But they tricked you because they were like, well, we present it in a way to kind of scare people, use the quote unquote scare tactic. And it's one of those things, too. Well, you hate to be like this and go back to young people don't vote. Because I guarantee you, it's one of these things where a lot of these old people, these say no to drugs niggas, was the, was the folks going out there voting on this bullshit. Not the people that was actually want to smoke the shit. They didn't take their ass to the yeah, polls. This, this is why the Biden math was right. And everybody was low-key kind of wrong about this whole, like, the youth vote is going to save us all and they're going to be so motivated. It's like, and I'm not saying the youth didn't turn out. I'm not saying they don't Correct. vote, but like 
as in masses. That, the because we've seen it in Virginia too. The idea that you just put weed on the ballot and suddenly young people are like, hell yeah. There's a lot of them that still it don't they just don't vote. Period. And this is one of those topics where you think youth vote would just turn the fuck out and and, and overwhelmingly crush this shit. And nah, old people still showing up during the off cycle election said we not smoking weed in our state probably. Um and and now they can't smoke weed in Oklahoma recreationally. That's fucking crazy. That's exactly what happened. And I could see don't you funny, I could see this coming back on the ballot again in another year or two. Or I could see the state legislature just pass, you know, just getting up and passing because these states are looking at states that have this shit and looking at all of the fucking money that these states are making. Mm-hmm. And they're going, why would we pass up on some shit we can fucking tax to death? Like, why, why, why are we like doing this shit? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, like from a state perspective, you 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 looking at your dollar dollar bill, y'all, and y'all look like we can't tax, but so we can't tax y'all but so much. We can't tax the rich people so much. Like, we can't do but so much shit without everybody whining and complaining now. So we got to, you know, get this money from somewhere. Uh, a woman found a fish that she bought is still alive after two days in her freezer. And then for what kind of fish is this? And then freeze to death? Uh, she's Cindy Lau of Cheltenham had purchased a Crucian carp or Crucian carp um, <clears throat> from a local fishmonger in Greedford while visiting friends in London for Chinese New Year. Arriving back home, she placed the fish in the freezer, thought nothing more of it until taking the carp out of the freezer to prepare it. And she said she was shocked to find that even after 48 hours on ice, the fish was still alive. What is that jumping on the counter or some shit? How the fuck you know what's happening here? Did it look at you? Did the eyes move? What the fuck is this? Was it hibernating? What's happening here? It must have been a Lazarus fish. Uh, her partner, <laughs> Paul Lewis Borman, said, Cindy called me down as she thought she had seen the Crushian Carp's gills move and asked me what I thought. They certainly were. I was of two in two minds of whether to put the poor thing out of his misery, but she said, no, it's a miracle. He's still alive, so we got a bowl of water to put him in. And they got a picture of, of it in the in the tub and everything. Mm, mm, yeah, that's that's the be, fish, Lazarus. That'd have been a dead fish. They named the fish Lazarus, it. by the way. Oh no! I, now see, I think this is the this is like a, a this is how you start like the next Bloomhouse horror film. You know, like dead fish that comes alive and kills everybody in the house and shit. You know. Uh, but yeah, they play. They ran a bath to place the fish in, and they since named him Lazarus after figuring out after the figure in the Bible who rose from the dead. They said the carp was listless for a while, but after twenty minutes, those gills were certainly going. We had nowhere to keep him except the bath, and luckily, he we have another shower room. Needless to say, he could not stay here, and it did put you off when you were trying to use the toilet. They eventually decided to find a home for him. They posted an online forum and they found a woman with a koi carp pond uh, who said she would take care of the fish. He needed to be rehoused if for no other reason than my girlfriend was paying the fish more attention than she did me. <laughs> he had been through a lot. He was sandwiched between all those dead fish for all that time. Yeah, this, you know, that's a, you make some great points. Psychologically, this had to fuck that fish up. You know, cause, cause it's like you would, you got, you were, this is like the Matrix when Neo woke up out of the Matrix, 
That's what this fish. It was did. like, what can I move? Like he just like he woke up out of the matrix and then realized he was in a pod with the rest of humanity, basically. But as but the fish version of that. So yeah, good on y'all. Uh, he had been through a lot. Uh, he was we nearly hit the dinner. right family because honey, did they hit the wrong one? Uh, oh yeah, wouldn't have made it. Black, listen, Black House. Lathras would have been in a Lathras pot because they were like, "Fuck that! We are gonna chop your head off. We are gonna scare you, clean you, and we are gonna fry you." Big enough to fit in my hand, big enough to go in the pan. Okay, listen. Uh, come on, we are gonna bake you, fricassee you. If that would have been, you. if that would have been my dad, it would have been like, "Oh, cool, a fresh fish." That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> You'd have been in somebody's stew. No, I just think it'd been Lazarus fillets or. Fried Lazarus. Uh, we are pleased he was now has now a good home. The lady told us he now has a best fish friend who he happily is swimming about him, with him in his new home. All right. Good, good, good story there. You know, you love to hear it. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, here's a story on penises uh, or on men's genitalia. Uh, I guess people with penises. Anyway. Don't are you mean that dick? A cock. As they like to call it, too. I don't know who's funding all the stories on on Cox, but listen, the Cox Industrial Complex is booming, okay? Ain't it, though? The, the money never runs out for studies Cox over there. Cox is the funniest word in the, uh, 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 word in the world to me because I don't use it that often. So that's the, so, so, so it's just fun to say it because I'm like, Cox. <laughs> like, I'm, no, we don't say that. Yeah, I had a, a joke I was thinking about it like, it was something to the effect of like you could tell if your man's been cheating uh uh if he started using different like sex talk in bed but you can definitely tell they've been cheating with a white person if they start saying cock because <laughs> niggas don't say like, that they were like cock nigga what the fuck you talking about we don't use that i've only heard that in porn nobody uses <laughs> no black people don't lose only black people that use cock are in interracial relationships let's just be frank like, Sir. let's just be frank you you go to the dark you go to the white side where you start you throwing cock around the side you that's, come here talking about licking my cock sir yeah that's not of us like so if you ever if you ever start having sex, or like you know that there's some there's some whiteness on the on the dick facts uh, on that person. <laughs> on on you the, like, sir, sir, sir. This is not yoga pants twenty one. What are we talking about here? If you don't get out of here. On the registry, there's there's some there's some there's some whiteness in the in the, on the resume because no way in the world they learned that from us. Either that or they learned mm. it from porn or something because black people do yes. not say cock. And it, and when I say porn, you know the type of porn because we don't say mm-hmm. it on our on our porn. We don't say it on our porn either. Mm-mm. Yeah, so um, <laughs> that's how I knew like JL Covan had been socialized white because he said cock one time. I said, oh, he said it too easy in his joke. <laughs> It rolled off the road off the tongue too quickly. That's why they be saying the N-word around you. Um, so are you a man or a mouse? <laughs> it starts with cock. It turns into nigga. I just I just think I know he lizards, so I just picture him uh somewhere uh uh feeling like now what am I in it? Catching a straight bullet. Yeah. But yeah, you come on guys. You know the cock corollary. It's a whole it's a whole it's a whole thing. Um but yeah, so this study the found that 
men who drank Coca-Cola or Pepsi had higher testosterone levels and larger genitals than their peers. All the sugar. What? 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 What does that mean, Karen? Please, I don't know. scientist Karen, all that sugar does what exactly? Please. <laughs> apparently, it goes. It go, apparently, it goes straight to the cock and balls. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's apparently that's what it does. It go, based based off of the scientific number statement that you gave me. That's what. That's what's happening. That that that, that that's what it goes on, men. Just 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 know just know when you turn it up, men. <laughs> that, that, that that's where the coke and pepsi is going i always say if you want to know what the dicks is go down to the the to the dialysis center okay because some people have <laughs> had a lot of sugar they had a lot of sugar they, they got a lot of dick <laughs> what um <laughs> the unusual finding appears to contradict previous studies that shown that sugary drinks and processed foods make men less fertile but this is there is some evidence that high caffeine intake can ramp up testosterone production in the body, which leads to greater sperm production and larger testicles. Experts are not suggesting that men rush out and drink lots of Coca-Cola or Pepsi, although I'm sure that would have made a hell of a fucking Super Bowl ad. Yes. <laughs> so, so what's happening? Your sperm's down there chilling. All of a sudden they get a caffeine kick. Right. Oh, buddy, you feel that? I got to do something. Maybe. <laughs> honey, you definitely going to get pregnant that night, honey. Honey, that sperm going to come out full-fledged. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, they said previous studies have linked sugary sodas to a host of health problems, including obesity, diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, and tooth decay. Um, experts from Northwest Menzu University in China set out to show that sugary sodas were bad for male fertility. They cited previous research which showed the carbonated drinks had negative effect on female ovaries. One group of 30 male mice were kept in a cage and their water bottle was filled with 50% Pepsi and mixed with tap water. Well, no one drinks it that way. Uh, right. We drink we, we it straight. You, you, know, you up there, you up there uh, cutting the Coke. Mm-mm, mm-mm. First, this is literally we drink, of... We drink the whole Coke. This is literally of mice and men because I thought they were going to be talking about men and now we on some mice... Experiments. Right. What is happening here? We did mice and men's cock, apparently. Yeah, they did the same thing with Coca-Cola, where they had one group get half soda, half water, and the other group of mice got water only. Uh, they all they all mice could drink as much as they please for 15 days. The mass of the mice's testicles uh, measured uh, day five, seven, ten, thirteen, and fifteen. That's when they measured their balls to see how full they were. And okay. on day 15, the mass of the mice's testicles was significantly higher in the group that drank Coca-Cola and 100% Pepsi compared to 50% Pepsi and the control groups. So, well, there you guys go. Proof is in the in the in the balls of the mice. So so big Coke apparently. So, uh Coca-Cola and uh, eugenics is going to be out here talking about hey 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 hey, hey guys. Eugenics? <laughs> yeah, you uh, 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 new genix, uh, oh, uh, new genix. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> I, I told that up. My bad. That's, I didn't mean that. That's I used the wrong word. I thought about what I said. I'm talking about the. <laughs> I'm talking about with the with the old like football players and shit that be like, uh, 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 you you want some of this to raise your tea? They the Coca Cola be like, we well, you can do this to raise your tea. That's they both gonna be promoting the same things. Oh my goodness. 
<laughs> that, that, that's why you come to the show. <laughs> well, fuck it, we'll do it live. You don't never know what's going to happen on here. Mm-mm-mm. Roger be all organized. He has all his thoughts and shit. And I be winging it, as you can tell. The Black Podcast Listening Report came out from EdisonResearch.com. Uh, 43% of U.S. black population are monthly podcast listeners. Mm. Mm-hmm. Black women podcast listeners are more likely to be monthly listeners, and black men podcast listeners are more likely to be weekly listeners. Among black, po- black, black monthly podcast listeners, 55% are women, but among black weekly podcast listeners, 52% are men. So men, I guess, listen more often. The podcast. You know, let me tell you why. Cause black women are like, bitch, I got another degree. That's why another <laughs> certificate, another certification. I don't know what they out here doing. Um, many black monthly podcast listeners have begun listening to podcasts recently. Forty-eight percent have been listening to podcasts less than a year, and twenty-seven percent have been listening less than six months. So this is a lot of new growth. Yeah, and and I could. Uh, and the thing is, I think. Uh, well, you say okay, less than a year. But I think for uh, uh, a percentage of people uh, started listening during the pandemic because it was at home. Um, and also, I think for some people to actually going back to work, you know, so they, you know, they in the office for extensive periods of time for some people. So that what can I do? You know, they, they tired of listening to regular radio. They done played through all their song lists because, you know, a lot of niggas don't go out and look for new music and shit like that. So they're like, OK, well, you know, what, what is something, you know, new I can listen to, you know, that would, quote unquote, keep me engaged. And also, I think that uh, particularly for a lot of uh, uh uh, people, um, for a lot of black people, they're actually not that we didn't know what podcast was, but a lot of us actually finding out you hear you, your friends and shit going, I listen to a podcast, I'm a podcaster. So, for a lot of people, I can see a lot of people just getting interested in it and going, Okay, let me find out what this podcast shit I hear by talking about. 34% of black monthly podcast listeners have stopped listening to a podcast they used to listen to regularly, but the creators can address some of the reasons why. 24% of those who stopped listening said it was because the show stopped producing new episodes. I, yeah. I think that's also because people are going back out, and a lot of people that started podcasting during the pandemic are probably stopping, comedians especially, because they mm-hmm. weren't doing like in-person shows. So it was like, I got to say do something to keep my brand alive. I got to do... I got to do podcasts, and, and so they do the podcast, and then it's like, all right, well, now you can go back to doing stand-up in person. And a lot of them are like, yeah, it's not as important to do the podcast now. Uh, yeah, agreed. Yeah, <clears throat> the, yeah, and uh, there uh, for podcasts across the board, there were a lot of podcasts that, you know, pop up. And I'll just say a lot of times, are like brand spanking new podcasts, mm-hmm. I favorite them. But a lot of times I'll come back to wait to 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 not try to see if you cross that twenty mark, that thirty mm-hmm. mark, or forty or fifty mark. Sometimes before I even press play, because in my personal opinion, I'm like I want to be sure it's worth my time. Like, are you really dedicated to it? You know, and um, are you really trying to build the craft? Because it's a craft, and I think for a lot of people they realize it's hard work. And so once they was like, oh, it's not that important to go, okay, you actually, which I understand, they actually don't want to put the time and the effort behind it that it actually takes to to build your audience and all that stuff. And I think a lot of people, when they realize, oh, this is work and bitch, I got to do this again and shit like that. I got a life, you know, and they was like, well, a lot of people, I got a life. I got kids. I got a husband. I got, like I said, outside opened up again. So, yeah, people stopped. And I know for me, 
uh, I actually uh, stopped listening to podcasts. No more reason I stopped listening to some of my favorite podcasts because of that. They either stopped uh, posting or they were just too inconsistent. Like you put out a podcast, like I say, every episode is we back. Mm-mm. Um, they also said twenty percent said they forgot about the show between seasons because a lot of these podcasts do seasons, and it's like a TV show almost. Like you know, you don't set up a DVR to record it when it comes back, and if you unsubscribe from the RSS feed or you just don't, <clears throat> since seasons are arbitrary, unlike TV, where like a lot of times, depending on well, I guess TV with all the streaming services now can be arbitrary, but a lot of times, yeah, but a lot of shows, it's like. I know the new season of such and such will be back in, in the, fall. the fall. Yeah, this is not like that. You know, like someone can be like three months, two weeks. They can also say a season is eight episodes, two episodes, one episode. Like you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they also said that twelve percent said the host offended them, which I can definitely see. I know I've quit some mm-hmm. podcasts because I've been like, yeah, the, fuck the fuck with these motherfuckers talking about. Um, and I'm sure people have quit our podcast because of some shit we've said, you know, we're giving opinions and there's not, everybody's not going to agree with all these opinions, you know, Mm -mm. black weekly podcast listeners are more likely to engage with podcast advertisers than the overall U S weekly podcast listener. After hearing an ad on a podcast, they regularly listening to listen to 61% of black weekly podcast listeners compared to 49% of the U S weekly podcast listeners recommended a product to a friend or family member. 68% of black weekly podcast listeners compared to 63% U S weekly podcast listeners gathered more information about a company or product and 52% of them compared to 44% of the general purchased the product or service. Now this one is the most important to me because a lot of times the advertisements that we get offered are much less than white podcasters. The mm-hmm. audience size is much less typically than white podcasters because we talking about black shit right. for black people and we are two black people. And so sometimes white people just see all that and go, it, it can't be for me. It must not be good. Now right. they're wrong. And, you know, anyone can listen to our show, even if it's not a show of centering your experience. But the major thing is advertisers a lot of times downplay black shows. And it's like, no, our audience is more of a responsive audience than these other shows. Mm -hmm. Comedians that come on here tell us every fucking time, like your fans come out to see me. I've been on bigger podcasts Yes, it's cool to get the exposure, but I don't get the support. I'm just another yeah. person that they're just like, yeah, 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 we'll bring in somebody else tomorrow, whatever. You know, maybe we like him when he's on the show. We like her when she's on the show. But after that, we don't remember. We don't want to listen to their album. We don't want to listen to their podcast. We don't want to see them do stand up. We don't want to watch the TV show. Like we like the, you only function in service in service to the show we already listen to. Right. Our audience isn't like that. And advertisers tell us that all the time. Like, your audience is the most responsive. We got mm-hmm. the most downloads. We saw our numbers go up. We got people are buying, you know, whatever subscriptions. And it's amazing because a lot of times the numbers are so unresponsive with these white shows because the audience is bigger, but they're just less tapped in. Black people finding black people doing black shit want you to succeed and they want to support your ads. And a lot of times the advertisers that do come look for us, they find us because they look for us. You know, like yes. 
we want so a specific when they find something they like oh thank god i found something yeah we <laughs> want to promote our product to a specific audience of black folks and so yeah of course the numbers were off the hook for bevel they they mm-hmm. should have been you know so i just think that's interesting because a lot of people will still turn around and offer us less or think because we have less listeners we're less valuable and won't even offer us an ad and i'm like yeah but you're using the white numbers to judge the black audience and our audience is different it's proof we have the numbers you spending advertising money with us is more lucrative than you because one you're going to definitely charge give you're going to pay us less because we have a less big audience but you're going to get back more for your buck than you would spending that same money in a white place but a lot of advertisers do not do that math no, they don't do that math, and it's amazing. Me and Roger, we've seen the difference between us reaching out and doing things on our own and us doing what we now do now, which we insert those uh, commercials. We can just tell the difference, and a lot of times is a hey, they go out and they promote, hey, I got this chunk of whatever and pay us, versus and they'll do it versus if we were to go out individually on our own and they could actually probably pay us less than they paying them they'd be like nah i'm good it doesn't make sense um representation matters to black podcast listeners 75 percent of black monthly podcast listeners frequently or occasionally follow or seek out content that focuses on black stories perspectives on podcasts because mm-hmm. shit happens in the black community and they want to know and we actually seek things and it's and we can get information all over the place, but sometimes you like, I don't want another white-ass opinion. All jokes aside, you like, I don't want another white-ass opinion. Or something happens and you go, you look around and you be like, y'all not even talking about this? It's because a lot of times it's not on their radar. They don't think about it. They don't consider it. And you like, well, I care about these things. You're not talking about these things. Let me go seek it out somewhere else. Younger listeners are more likely to listen to podcasts hosted by black hosts because, you know, you get them before they're racist. Uh, 57 percent i'm not joking well i'm, I'm not joking you. i feel like white people are socialized out of that shit and so when they're mm-hmm. young black is kind of cool kind of funny they're yes. open to new ideas and then you know as they get socialized older and older once you get to like 30s and 40s they start kind of tamping down on that feeling the pressure of like a pushback of you know mm-hmm. am i the bad guy now and then it's a lot of times they don't go towards cooler they go towards less cool is traditional voices and that's how you mm-hmm. age in the fox news and shit yes sir and uh especially considering how much of the podcast landscape is becoming that type of right-wing uh haven where you can kind of go and say and be you know like this is prager you or whatever the fuck and this and young white men are glomming on to that so yeah yeah um they said also um 57% of black monthly podcast listeners are age 18 to 24. Uh, and they say a lot or most of the podcasts they listen to are hosted by black hosts. 35% of black monthly podcast listeners are age 55 plus say the same. Um, podcast topics that have increased the most oh, year over year for black weekly podcast listeners. Music. Uh, that makes sense because a lot of hip hop podcasts are just rappers talking about hip-hop old rappers and oh you know you can kind of get on if you're popular in some type of way and you do a hip-hop show people love listening to people's opinions on hip-hop it's crazy yeah. mm-hmm. but like no, they, they love it argue with it but that's their jam yeah they love it they love that shit mm-hmm. sports uh tv and movies 
that's a big one. I mean, we've we've experienced that ourselves, where we just yeah. talk about certain shows once a week, and then it just turns into like some other shit. Like motherfuckers are just this is the greatest podcast I ever heard in my life. <laughs> like I came back and listened to the rest of the shows because I like this. Y'all talking about TV, you know? I was like, I'm, I'm glad y'all came. Yes, and then, and and I think also when. Black people talk about cover these shows, particularly if they're predominantly white shows. Right. We'll insert jokes. We'll, you know, we're 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 actually talk about other shit that we'll still stay on topic and cover it, but we just have it's from a the black perspective. Of and of course, right. you know, this is at this point almost a street joke. It's low key kind of a hack joke at this point. But I'm letting everybody cook. I'm not telling y'all not to make the joke or whatever. It's just it's one of the reasons I don't make them on our show. But black TV recap people always talk about wigs first. <laughs> I've realized that a lot of them do. A lot, a, lot of times it, a lot of times that'd be the furthest thing from my mind. Unless it's atrocious. Like it had to be like really, really bad for me to even pay that <laughs> shit any attention half the time. It's always, and you can never lose saying the wig is bad. Like it don't matter if it's good or you bad. You can never lose. If you say it's bad, everyone will will go, be like, mm, that's because you got great wig taste. You can see through it, everything. I'm like, I, it could be their real hair, and you could be like, it's a terrible wig. People are like, mm-hmm, they need to step it up. <laughs> like, but yeah. <laughs> no, that should be the best. That's my favorite thing. Social media is a big source of podcast discovery. 36% of black monthly podcast listeners discover podcasts on social media when they begin listening. That's uh, up from 31% in 2021. This is why we love it when y'all share our podcast on your social media when you tag us in your stories when you when there's a conversation and you're quoting it and you hashtag tbgwt you know i mean it, now i won't lie it helps when it's in some sort of context that would allow people to like find the show or understand what was happening like i love i love leonard brothers but sometimes he just quotes shit i'm like who even knows what this is about i don't i was i did the show and don't remember like we get it but a lot i know a lot of people be looking at linda like what are you talking about even i don't get it sometimes that's what i'm saying (laughs) i i did the show sometimes i said what he's treating i'm like i don't even remember this like it'll be like it'll be something that i don't even like okay let's go he'll be like okay let's go i'm like what what are y'all saying okay let's go about like well, well, how would that make somebody want to listen to our show? That everyone says, it's "Okay, hilarious. let's go." I love it. I mean, it's his thing at this point. I look forward to yeah, his too. to being like, I don't even know what this means, Leonard. I look forward to it. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I think it's a running joke with all the podcasts that that he like does that with because we all like I was talking to Firestar and they was saying some of the same things. Like, yeah, Leonard just like he'll just post the the like out of context quote that we don't even like it's just a regular quote like y'all ready to do this today it is like it's like, like hey you know what but i'm but my point being because he's sharing someone right. else may have the same question as me and, and people click ask, on the hashtag what was that from check out the episode it. they discovering us through that shit is my point so thank you yeah you do you right yeah and so i love it because i've clicked on the post and people are like what is that show who are you talking about right. he'll, he'll be more than happy to tell them so yes i i like when people at us and use the hashtag because like i say you're doing it in your own unique way and have a unique you do it somebody else is gonna be drawn to it so hey no problem with me 
And people always say, I see this happen a lot of times on social media. Hey, I need a new podcast to listen to. Hey, what are some black podcasts that talk about blank? You know, or, you know, sometimes it's, you know, the other way of like, that don't talk about such and such. And like, I'm tired of just listening to black hip hop podcasts. So, boom, that's how we can get on. So, thank y'all that do that, man. And I, if you're not doing it, I hope you consider doing it in the future, man. All these apps y'all listening to, whether it be Spotify, whether it be uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever, you, they all have a share button. And you can share yeah, it. Do. And you never know what fan, what friend you're going to find that listens to it, who want to have a conversation based off of it. We appreciate mm-hmm. all y'all. We do. Uh, Black Weekly Podcast listeners who are parents, uh, who our parents have children who also listen. Yes, we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had yeah, a we few know. testimonials. Well, they be like, me and my baby listen, and, and yeah. uh, my, my baby gets in the race with me. And yes, honey, we, we absolutely love it because one of those things, well, guess what? Guess who Guess who control what's happening in here? I do. Well, it's just <laughs> so good to see. To it. It's good to see, like, people able to cross generational divides and... Mm-hmm. And through the podcast and, and, and hear each other out and stuff, man. I just think that's so beautiful and fun uh, when I hear that. So, uh, and then, you know, sometimes I worry when y'all be like, my baby is three. And they was listening to your jokes about cock. And I'll be like, okay, that's a little weird. A little weird. Not, not how I would do it. Not how I would do it. But, you know, I believe in you. And you should be able to do whatever you want. I believe in you as a parent. Uh, so, yeah, that was... Uh, I, I, I thought that was a cool little thing I wanted to talk about on the show. Um, let's move into some another segment. Um, it's been a while since we did this one, but uh, let's talk about some black capitalism. Shout out to Will Smith. I hear y'all talking, but the only thing I'm listening to is that paper. Every day we get into that paper. Woo! Still waiting on them Tubmans. Um, E40. Okay. The rapper. Shout out to the Yay area. Okay. Okay. West Coast rapper. West Coast rapper. I'm sure Nick Jew's gonna call in and correct us because I, you know, I don't, I don't be knowing every every detail correctly. And you know, she is the resident, you know, uh, fact check on this. And I feel like I always fuck up somehow, even though I never mean to. But I know he's from the Bay Area. Uh, and I just remember <laughs> when I used to get his CDs, they always came with like a glossary or index of t- the slang because I, it's like he knew I had never heard that shit before. <laughs> like he, he was like, I know you, you, you heard, tell, tell me when to go, but it's more to it than that. So okay. <laughs> when I'm rapping and I'm saying Fetty, you're going to need to Google that. And it's, it's like, first of all, uh, almost every term meant money or weed, but Okay, uh, and I'm glad I got you because I'm too lazy to try to decipher. It was all like chocolate up the broccoli, and I'm like, oh, what's the dro- chocolate up the broccoli? It's, let me tell you, mean? it's either money or weed, guys. Okay, one of the two. Earl Stevens had us thinking rational. Okay, um, E40 is adding another line of spirits to his already extensive collection. 
the, I didn't even know he had a collection. I, I need to get on this. Can he? Can I have it shipped to North Carolina? Tell me what you know. We can't get alcohol shipped to North Carolina. Okay. Um, <laughs> tell me with that here. Wow. The Bay Area rapper announced the launch of Tycoon Vodka, a six-time distilled vodka. The vodka is named after his 2016 song produced by Nonstop the Hitman. E40 has been teasing the new alcohol on social media for quite some time. Uh, he most recently shared a video to his Instagram of Tycoon Vodka bottles lined up in a behind-the-scenes look at the manufacturing process. He previously shown off the drink's Art Deco-style packaging. Oh shit, now can we see? He, uh, the packaging? There's not a picture yeah. on here, I don't think. Oh, okay, um, I thought it was a picture. Uh, no, hold on. Let me see. I think there's like a video of his Instagram. If you can see it here. Can y'all see this? Mm-hmm. That's him spinning the glass uh, of the the alcohol. Yeah, it's just music, so it's not him saying anything. That's what the bottle looked like, the Art Deco That's style. A pretty bottle. Mm-hmm. He threw the ice up in the cup, and then he poured himself a little handle of it. I like that time. Mixed with some Starry. Okay, he said, I'm not going to get too complicated. Oh, what does that Starry taste like? I've seen that shit pumped everywhere. Girl, it ain't nothing but Sierra Miss. Okay, I was yeah. wondering. I was mm-hmm. like, "What you trying to sell me, Sprite?" Mm-hmm. That's Sierra Miss. That's what they did it, so you'll think it was Sprite. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yep, okay. they got your ass. Um, I actually thought it was another version of Sprite. That's what <laughs> I said. They got your ass. Um, so yeah, Earl Stevens Selection is what it's called. Is alcohol line? He has Tycoon Vodka. It, it, it joins Tycoon Cognac, E Corinta Cervasa, a Golden Lager beer. E. Carenta Tequila, Cooper, Cooper Belt Bourbon, Cooper Belt Gin, along with 15 different sparkling and steel wines. God damn, he getting it like Snoop Dogg. I had no idea. It's a lot of money in that. Mm-hmm. He also donated $100,000 to his alma mater, Grambling State University, because black capitalism, the only capitalism that look out for black people. It's the only one. Sorry, black people, you're never going to get me to be against this shit. It's not going to work. I didn't even notice we fucking give back. I didn't even know this was in the article when I started reading it. I was just like, oh, cool. Black person getting money. But it's always some shit where we be like, and then they gave the money to the children. And you're like, no one else do this but us. Right. That's when they be like, shouldn't have had to be no billionaire. Mm -mm, mm -mm, Don't believe that because a lot of our money end up going back to our community. Black billionaires only is what I say. Sure, some of them would be assholes, but a couple of them be be giving $100,000 scrambling. I don't know. Uh, it's been working out well for white people. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, guys. Calm down. Um, Grammy award-winning Lizzo finally says, finally owns the saying, "100% that bitch." Let's go. Yeah. Yep. Now it's time to start yeah, suing some people. I, she was like, "Y'all gonna stop selling these t-shirts?" Yep. The trademark. They had a trial, and the trademark trial determined. Uh, at the appeal board, determined that 100% that bitch belongs to the singer as it is her logo. Mm-hmm. You know how many, you know people been saying, I'm 100% that bitch for yeah. years now. Yeah. So she can go ahead and sell that stuff, maybe recoup mm-hmm. some of the money from the motherfuckers that sold the shit without her permission. I don't know. But mm-hmm. good. She should always have owned it. Go on concerts and shit like that. Yeah. Sell that shit. Put, put, put it on your website. I don't blame her. TikTok strikes again. Chipotle is paying homage to creators Keith Lee and Alexis Frost by adding viral fajita quesadilla hack to menus. 
if you've been active on the TikTok in recent months, you've been likely familiar with the trend known as Chipotle cheese steak. It's made popular by Keith Lee and Alexis Frost. The viral recipe consisted of ordering a steak quesadilla, adding extra cheese and fajita vegetables, with many, uh, which many compared to a classic Philly cheesesteak. Many TikTokers flocked to the Chipotle locations nationwide to get their hands on the creation, which caused strains on supply. This place added pressure on employees who also expressed their grievance online. Yeah, yeah, they, they was, was like, like, this is not on the menu. The fuck is this? Like, yeah. n- now you're slowing us down because a lot of people complained about that. Or y'all got the ingredients. Like, nah, you've never worked fast food. Like, you memorized the menu. Now, all of a sudden, you're fucking, you, you fucking up the routine. Now, I got to look and read a piece of paper. And yeah. it's not normal. So, I guess eventually, they was like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and put it on there. So, and it just dropped. can memorize it and uh, we can make the process quicker. It'd probably be more effective for them. This is the Fajita Quesadilla, and in my opinion, it's worth the hype. And it just dropped only in the Chipotle app. And guess what? You can even get the vinaigrette. 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 So if you want to try it, you can get it in the app right now. Karen, what's going on over there? I just stopped talking and you didn't respond. So I was like, do you hear me? Oh, so you can't hear this video I'm showing you. No. Thank you. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know. Karen, everything's going to be fine. Okay. Go back and try to do it again. (laughs) I didn't know what was happening. I, I thought y'all could hear the video I was playing. That's all. I, I, I tried to show y'all the video of them promoting it. I, I waited till you stopped talking to, to show it. I didn't realize you couldn't hear me. This is the video. Let me. Can you hear it now? This is the Fajita Quesadilla. And am I- Do you hear it? I don't even see it playing. What? It says I'm sharing it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I see the video up on the screen. Oh, so it's not sharing this particular tab. Okay, all right, everything's and, gonna be fine. Once again, we'll do it again, no problem. Okay. Uh, let's. Uh, this, this is a crowdcast issue. Let's try it this way. All right, now. It's the Fajita Quesadilla, and in my opinion, it's worth the hype. And- Can you hear it now? Yes. Okay. It just dropped only in the Chipotle app. And guess what? You can even get the vinaigrette. 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 So if you want to try it, you can get it in the app right now. Okay. So that's cute. Like, Chipotle. Because, like, the thing is, they don't be asking for permission with Chipotle. A lot of times these aren't, like, tie-ins and stuff with Chipotle or whoever is the brand. So it's a good thing to me that um, that means they got a bag because Chipotle saw the increased sales of this and they wanted to be and uh tiktok people have put a lot of pressure on these brands to pay them for this stuff even though it is a cash 22 you know i I can see why a brand would be like why would we do that because not all these gonna hit and you also don't want to be tied to every creator who comes up with some shit on on your thing and it can be inconvenient for your employees and your menu because they don't have the same they don't have the same um uh, they don't have the same incentives or disincentives that you have. You might know that y'all are barely getting by with fajita, ve- fajita vegetables and can't afford a run on fajita vegetables. <laughs> and they, but they don't know that, you know? Right. So. And like you said, they ran out. Of course, because, you know, we plan on the regular 250 that we normally average out per week. We didn't plan on getting a spike of 500. And so we got an extra 250 orders of fajita mix. So now by Thursday, we're fucking out because right. and we got to wait for the truck to come next week. Yeah. So now they'll be more prepared for it, which is completely different. Now, like a lot of people fail to realize that, like, I worked at restaurants. You got to wait for that shit to come in next week. Now, I don't know who this person is, but I guess this is video is also in there. What, what has this got to do with it? 
this one this just seemed like a random video to me i don't i don't get it i don't get it either anyway um so the restaurant decided to make the quesadilla a permanent menu item staple to pay homage to the creators behind this mouth-watering handheld chipotle has created limited edition menu items inspired by both loyal foodies they do it's being dubbed the quesadilla this delicious press oh, sandwich is a fajita quesadilla with steak, roasted chili corn salsa, sour cream, complete with chipotle honey vinaigrette on the side. And she got, for, Frost has the fajita quesadilla hack. Customers will also get a fajita quesadilla with steak, roasted chili corn salsa, tomato, tomato red chili salsa, and sour cream on the side. He said he's blessed to work alongside Frost and Chipotle and called his creation a 10 out of 10. So, yeah, he's blowing up. And, and yes, I know that it's a controversy because he had some Mojangles and he didn't like it. Here's the thing. <clears throat> One, it's free country. You don't have to like Bojangles, right? Mm-mm. Two, quality of Bojangles do vary by restaurant. Not every Bojangles is hidden. No, it's not. <clears throat> Three, even with a great Bojangles, not all the items are hidden on the menu. Mm-mm. So I can respect, like, you just order. If you order a chicken breakfast biscuit from bojangles you you lost out that wasn't a mistake on your part now if you order a steak egg and cheese biscuit it's hitting every time i've never had a bad one but it just but most people it wouldn't even make it wouldn't even cross their mind to order that the other thing that you have to know you don't eat bojangles chicken breakfast biscuits dry you got to get like some jam, like people dip them in jelly and jam. People put the barbecue sauce on them, like because mm-hmm. it's gonna be dry. Is I don't, I'm. It's not, and also they sandwiches ain't really the attraction. It's the chicken, um, right, and, right, right. Because yeah. I, I think I seen it. He had like chicken strips. I was like, oh, so you didn't get chicken, chicken? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, like most people do that. Most people from here go, okay, I want the chicken. It is what it is, man. Right. So it's you know. I ain't oh, gonna, yeah, not, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna be mad at the brother for that. I mean, I made okay. a joke about it. <laughs> I and think I on Twitter. Him. What is what he's probably saying is true. He probably was like, mm, it's all right. I made a joke about it on Twitter. I said, "Wow, I agree with that woman that said he harassed her." Now cancel Keith. But I'm joking. Oh no, I'm joking. Um, last thing, Tyler Perry to donate two and a half million dollars to help older Atlanta homeowners. Won't he Let's do go. it? Let's go. One one thing I like about. Tyler Perry and, and what was really fucked up because he got he bought that property and put all his stuff around there. But I guarantee you, he did not know that the surrounding area they was gonna be like, Well, we did an asset on your property, and your property is, is such such and so. Everybody else is around you, their property taxes is going to go up. And the people's like, We can't afford that. Listen, you know talking about older people. And I shit. don't he was care. Like, I got you. I don't care. What I want to buy, buy BET, buy that bitch. I don't care whatever people have to say about him not doing the wigs right or whatever Mm-mm. the fuck okay. or him not wanting writer's room he'd rather write it all itself mm-hmm. i'm being frank i don't give a fuck because no one that talks shit about him has helped black people more than him zero of them have zero it, it, yeah it's not the way you would do it no he did he not the, the 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 perfect example. He got some trauma issues, and he's a workaholic, and he's a fucking 
control freak and all that shit. I feel y'all, but this nigga built the table rather than ask for a seat at the table. And at the same time, all I do is hear about this motherfucker giving back, helping motherfuckers. They filmed Black Panther on his set. Like this, this nigga is he 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 doing it. And that's all that's all this segment is for us to be like, goddamn, they black people be doing it. <laughs> yeah, they get to the bag and it's just so rare that you see niggas get to the bag where it's not a level of like, but I got to do something to help the people out that come from where I come from. And that's going to always be beautiful to me. And no one's going to ever make me let me feel bad about that. I don't give a fuck how many Karl Marx books white people have told you to read. It's not changing shit for me. Um, <laughs> I love to see people get it. He's taking care of them people around him. He was like, "What y'all not gonna do is kick these old people out on my watch." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "I ain't had nothing to do with that." I'm not gonna lie, I man. They property taxes. When I started getting like the game theory checks, I stepped up giving back to my alma mater. I was giving back before, mm-hmm. right. but I was like, feel weird to get a check and don't be like, "Hey, Fayetteville State, I know it's hard out there." You know, like. Right. It's, you know, it is what it is. You know, Bo, Bo was talking about giving back to Clark. Like, I don't know. I feel differently about black people getting money. I'm never going to feel the same. Like, it's all, all rich people are all evil. No, certain mm-hmm. ones. Right. Uh, all right. <laughs> right. That's why I push back. Everybody should be billionaires. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. You know who a lot of times say that? People is never going to be a billionaire. So, whoa, <laughs> Well, whoa, none whoa, of us whoa, is whoa, ever going to be a billionaire. But, yeah, it, it, I just don't care. I, it's not even right. about me thinking... I'm gonna be a billionaire. It's not the the illusion of the capitalistic dream. I just know black people move differently because we don't had to move differently to get to where we are. And we Correct. typically we we are doing something. Even if you don't think it's enough, we do something where people really would do shit for us. If it wasn't for us, nobody wouldn't be doing shit for us. All right. Let's move on. Uh let's wrap this thing up with some uh some guest the race. All right. I know you guys love that. I love that. We love guessing races over here. It's time to guess the race. 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 That's right. It's guess the race time. Time we go all around the globe, find different articles, and Karen guesses the race of the people involved. So is the chat room and everyone playing is racist. Uh, today's contestants are the people I just mentioned, Karen, in the chat room. Evansdale lot, Woman's 30K. Wait, Evandale's Woman's 30K win at the center of lottery fraud case. Okay. An Evandale Woman's $30,000 prize at the center of a lottery fraud investigation. Sandra Jean Crow, 63, turned in a winning candy, candy cane crossword scratch ticket. At the Iowa Lottery's regional office in Cedar Rapids on November 7th, the ticket was purchased for $3 at Quick Star on Fletcher Avenue in Waterloo. Now authorities allege Crow wasn't the actual owner of the winning ticket, and she served as a straw man to shield the real winner, who was her roommate, Alvin Hans Larson III. He didn't want to claim the money because he himself feared that he that the winnings would be applied to his outstanding debts and liens, including $919 he owed to the city of Evansdale. And he only would get what was left according to the records. First of all, that's greedy as shit. <laughs> he was like, I don't want the 30,000 if $900 got to come out. <laughs> right. 
Like unless he got That's some 900. other, unless it's some other money he owns that I don't know about, that seems really petty. It's, right. <laughs> it's like fuck that bitch that bad. I mean, come on, dog. They ain't take no kids. Right. Uh, instead, he presented a ticket to his roommate. I mean, instead, Crow, his roommate, presented the ticket to collect the winnings, which is the top prize for the scratch game with odds of one in three point five two for any of the one of seventeen prizes. Crow was uh, photographed holding a giant novelty check for promotion purposes, and she took a lump sum of twenty one thousand three hundred dollars. Everything began to fall apart a month later. Of course, police were called to a disturbance at their home. Uh, they found Larson loading up his belongings to move out. As officers stood by keeping the peace, the two argued about the winnings. Oh, oh. So the police was there just to be like, he's moving out. We don't want no domestic violence. And then she said, I cashed the ticket in. I wasn't entitled to the money. So she snitched. Yeah, it's a fraud. She is saying, I want it. Larson told the officers. Oh. He begged me to cash it in so he didn't have to pay any money he owed, Crow added. She then went on to say the ticket had been a gift from Larson. So now she wants the money. Mm-hmm. What? That's go. Just just go ahead and cash the shit in yourself and pay and pay that pay what you owe and y'all wouldn't have had no problem. Baby, it's a month after they cashed it in. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, in the first place. Yes. Yes. Right. He Don't allegedly told the police else. he told the police it wasn't a gift and that they were trying to maximize the profits. He complained Crow controlled the money and he didn't get his agreed upon share. Uh, both Crow and Larson were charged with lottery fraud, a felony last week. Crow was released from jail. Bond was Larson for Bond for Larson was set at five thousand dollars. All right, Karen, guess the race. What are their names? Uh, well, it's really just a picture of her, Sandy Crow. White. All right, chat room. White says Lakita. Um. White, snitching white, white, a lot of whites over here. Um, and you're right, guys. The whites have it. Correct. <laughs> oh, wait. One person said duck and child support black. Ooh. Although you could be right. I don't have his picture, but this is what she looked like. Yeah, because I, I don't see no niggas snitching about this in front of no police. Yeah, like, it like, implies that, so that the police stupid. are on your side to even say some shit like this in front of the cops. And I would never believe that. Right. A married Manhattan financial analyst is accused of sexually harassing nannies. Oh, leave the nannies alone. They just want to watch the kids. He's a married Upper West Side financial analyst that has been accused of flippantly asking for oral sex during an interview with a nanny for his one-year-old daughter. <gasps> the 27... He's not asking for oral sex for the one-year-old daughter. He's, he's, he's saying... They're, I mean, it's still gross, but I, I know that <laughs> sentence... The sentence structure was fucked up on that sentence. Is what I'm saying. Okay. He's, he's asking... For oral sex from a nanny. From the nanny. Under mm-hmm. the, but the nanny is there under the auspices that she would be a nanny to his one-year-old daughter. Now, what right. that also means is, like, the daughter is on, not even one years old. You're already trying to get blown by the babysitter? Damn. 
The 27-year-old nanny who asked to go by Dewan told the New York Post that her March 8th meeting with Jason Kupperman, 43rd, 43, at his West 58th Street apartment left her feeling frightened and violated. Dewan told the outlet that she was alone with the 43-year-old when he took her on one of his, on a tour of his lavish home, which sold for 297000 in 2013. And when they reached the bathroom, allegedly he made the raunchy request. She and how do you even do that? And this is the bathroom. Uh, suck my dick. What? Right. She claims yeah, that while he showed her a cushion and said it would be good for performing oral sex, and allegedly asked, "Do I like blowjob? Have I ever done that or not?" Oh, so he said, "Do you like blowjobs? Have you ever done that?" Is what he said to her. I'm like, what does this got to do with me watching the child? Right. The babysitter. I did not know this was a part of the interview questions. And it sounded like he didn't even set it up. It just came in the middle of like a sentence. <laughs> like he like he had to cut like he clearly had it set up in his mind where he had a cushion sitting there to be like, oh, and by the way, you like blowjobs? <laughs> you ever gave a blowjob to somebody? Like, but it sounded like this this was not that type of oper- like there was no reason for him to do this, is what I'm saying. That and this was the only person that came out and said something. I guarantee you, this no, this not the only person that said something. Oh, oh, so multiple people have said something about this this dude. Yeah, at least five nannies. Yeah, it was in the title. That makes sense because I'm about to say the the way the way he talking about this is refrigerator. Oh yeah, that's the chair. Uh, How do you like those blowjobs? Right, and you know we you got the marble top. We don't. I know we normally get off work around five. I expect like a you know get home from work blowjob and then uh that's where the formula is in the refrigerator over there um it's, uh, it's, you know it's in the kitchen which is not the blowjob chair um uh, room but uh the tv gets all the channels um uh but yeah so um uh terrified dewan then began secretly recording the interaction and allegedly provided the recording to the New York Post. On the damning recording, it claimed that she demand that she demanded to know why he'd asked her such an inappropriate question. To which he responded, "It's like cleaning closet, doing laundry. You don't have to. I was just asking a question. You don't have to." A word. I don't have to. It's also interesting how he's using broken English to speak to her, like she can't understand English. It's probably like that person's second language or something. I guarantee you but it is. just because they talk that way don't mean they don't understand English when it's spoken regular. So yeah. right, but yeah, it's like cleaning closet, <laughs> you know, sucking dick. Dewan is reportedly heard struggling to unlock the apartment door when she finally escaped, and is said to have reported the incident to police. A complaint about a woman being asked for sex during a job interview at Kupperman's address was confirmed by the NYPD. In the wake of the violating incident, several women who read a warning about him on Facebook came forward with their own experiences having worked with him. So people post shit on Facebook. He been doing this shit for a while, but they was like, look, if you in the nanny group chat, the nanny world, they got a Facebook post. And I was like, this dude is creepy. Mm-hmm. He be wanting you to suck his dick. And that's probably why he can't find nannies exactly. or keep them. 
His wife just like, man, man, these nannies, we really be going through them, huh? Nan- right, wife have no idea. We just flying through these nannies. One person put in Facebook, <clears throat> I'm part of a, of a Brazilian group for babysitting gigs in the city. And three girls said the same thing. They were scared to say something to go to the police because of immigration status. Yeah, they definitely pick people for that reason. In another instance, a woman from Brazil says she exchanged messages with him about a possible job when he told her she was too beautiful and he wouldn't be able to control himself. What? Believe people when they tell you who they are. I definitely wouldn't step foot in there either. Not me either. I'm good, dog. I'm good. <clears throat> Compliment, Coverman, a member of at least one Facebook group where the allegations were posted, has since deleted his social media accounts. A 22-year-old Manhattan resident who spoke um, anonymously to the New York Post said that she'd worked for the family for about a month and was also subject to lewd, suggestive commentary. So it's, it's interesting because he may not have actually... Um, um done it like gone like he may not have actually forced anybody to do something but mm-hmm. clearly he was looking to find somebody who would do it like yeah even if he like just because he's not like sexually assaulting people physically doesn't mean that this is like not dangerous correct and <clears throat> these are the people that are coming out how many people agreed to do it because well, at least i got a job okay so i'll suck your dick and right. you know and then there they could be some leaving. people like that wow Yes, they end up leaving after they were like, okay, possibly, this is possibly, possibly, yeah. Because yeah, keep in mind, know. so here's the thing: the baby's only 16 months old, so we really don't know. Is what I'm saying. Like, right? It, 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 it's it, he may have done this, but it seemed like he seemed like the type that if he had gotten someone to do this, they'd be the nanny right now. I see what you said. That's why he got. I see. That's why the turnover rate so high, right? Yeah, just, everyone just, just ain't got no nanny, right? For right. sixteen months, it right. sounds like no one's taking the job. Like he keeps saying this shit during interviews, and everybody goes, "I'm no, I'm not sucking your dick." And like, what if you watch too much Bang Bros? It's not how this works at all. And I'm no. not, I'm not gonna do it. And I don't want the job. Like that's what it seems like keeps happening. And that's fucking wife. Like, dang, you we still don't got a nanny. Right. Like, let me look. No, 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 no. I'll look. I'll look. I'll look. <laughs> yeah, tell you the, the wife was like, let me look. Then shit. And we should we should have a nanny by now. This don't make no sense. Right. Everybody on the block got a nanny but us. Right. Yeah. Everybody yeah. Yeah. On I'm, the block. Just let me be in charge of it. Just let me be. In. Well, why are you on uh Mike Does Brazil looking for a nanny? Nanny. That just seemed like a weird place to be looking for. For for a nanny, uh, no, nah, it's just you know I, we need a certain type. I want the kid to be bilingual, so I feel like you know we should get a nanny that speaks uh, Portuguese. So I'm gonna just go uh, keep looking at uh, Juan's hot Latin adventures and see if we can find some. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Looking, I'm I'm just looking at TT Boy's Brazilian road trip. We just gonna see if we can find them there. You know what I'm saying? I'm really looking at some of these. Some of these women have some really interesting legal uh, situations going on um on my last day the dad grabbed my ass in front of the mom that was my final straw and she says he claimed she was too hot to be a nanny so that is assault right there so i and i would assume that behavior would only escalate and her and what if that happened in front of the wife and she didn't say shit yeah man i would be scared as fuck to work there Yeah, the dynamic of that relationship is a whole nother thing yeah i'd be scared to work there you know what i'm saying uh she said she quit the job i text the next day but he kept trying to get in touch with her i'm totally happy for you that you found a better job no hard feelings at all no need to ghost or block i'm happy for you i love to stay on good terms yeah yeah i'm sure you would uh now the wife 
has vehemently denied the allegations and said to the outlet, all I can say is that none of this is true. Sis. Sis. You have a whole Facebook group chat of people talking about this nigga harassing them. I don't believe you. The whole Facebook group talking about your husband being a nasty man and you sitting up here talking about some, I don't believe a word of it. Okay. All all 25 of these women lying. Why you ain't got no nanny then? Why you can't keep a nanny then? The allegations are false. Jason is a loving husband and a fantastic father. Uh, A 20-year-old from Manhattan says she exchanged messages with Kupperman about a babysitting job and asked to meet him in a public space for an interview rather than his home. It sounds like you are scared and immature, so let's just forget it, he said. Uh, The woman claimed, I take precautions like this because I'm no match for a grown man once I go behind that closed door. I immediately got such a bad feeling and did not go through the position despite my desperation and rent to pay. Uh, he denied the allegations, calling them completely and categorically false. Some are from people I never even met. Others are from people who texted me after their interview, saying how nice it was to meet and hope to work from with me soon. I feel terribly uh, if I unamit. I feel terrible if I unintentionally made anyone feel uncomfortable by a misunderstood comment or bad attempt at humor. Nigga who joke like this. Right. It's During a job me. interview, uh, <laughs> you know it'd be hilarious if you suck my dick right now. Uh, I'll just have my pants unzipped this part of the joke. Okay, all right. Well, I'm zipping it back up. Sorry. And, and, and the thing is, they don't want people to do it. But this is one industry, in my opinion, that needs to be regulated. Nanny, the nannies yeah. need to be regulated. Need a union. Like you need unions. You need people to be like, look, these are the standard questions. Don't ask the problem. Shit outside the problem with this kind of regulation you're talking about, Karen, is that it's a it's a a situation where a lot of people whose immigration status isn't necessarily uh, on the up and up with the you know with whatever. They they go to this industry, so we're basically putting these people out of work. Uh, right. Okay. So like to regulate it would change the face of it, but it would also change. It would stop the ben- the, the benefits of it. Uh, a lot more would have to change other than just this one part. Is what I'm saying. Right, and y'all would have to pay people what they worth. Y'all couldn't pay them these cheap ass rates. You're probably underpaying them because I know that there are, are are people who do this and they're above board and all this shit. But y'all don't want to pay their rates because they're probably right. ridiculously high. Uh, yeah. Uh, he also says, as a father to a daughter myself, I fully support equality and I share social responsibilities. Although these allegations are untrue, I will take this as an opportunity to reflect on how I can pursue a more active role in working to make our society better for my daughter's future. Here's the thing. If I was falsely accused of any of the things he's been accused of, I wouldn't take time to reflect on any fucking thing because I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like if someone's like, uh, Rod, you uh, grabbed my titties in front of your wife and I didn't do it. I'd be like, I didn't do that. I wouldn't be like, I right, listen, I feel horrible that I made someone think I grabbed their titties in front of my wife. That's crazy. You did that shit. People who did that need time to reflect. That's why you need right. some time. Because you did it. Right. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Don't sue us. <laughs> yes, there will be a problem. They, you know, we, you know we, everybody will be on suspension. Yeah, that's crazy <laughs> to me. It's everybody like I, I, I feel like this is what guilty people do a lot of times as like this it's a weird compromise in their mind that only makes sense if you the guilty person of like I I'm such a good person. I'll even consider that I may have had some actions that led to people 25 people accusing me of propositioning them 
while being a nanny i'll i'll think about my actions today and i'm like that's not a compromise that's just you telling me you did it (laughs) anyway zero uh i mean guess the race oh that's a white dude only white dudes think they can do some bullshit like that and it's all good cocky white says keith yeah it didn't say if he said suck my cock that's true use cock in every one of those blowjob requests white law and order svu white Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people went white and you got it right Oh, my browser is freezing for some they, reason. They, 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 didn't, he didn't, they didn't call it a, 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 a couch. He was like, he got a casting couch, and I don't know actually what that meant. Mm, I just, all I'm saying, I, f- I do, I do, I, man, I don't feel it's the same, but I do think it's fuck his wife, too. Like, she fucked up for this. If she saw that man grab someone's ass in front of her and didn't say shit, it leads me to believe that she low key has made some sort of compromise. Of like, yeah, that's why I'm I okay said it makes this. me question the dynamics of their relationship. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. he like, must be the one with the money, and she's like, "I'm not fucking up my bag." Right. She's like, "Well, if he gotta be, you know, it's that Camille Cosby all over again." Was well, like, "Well, that's going on downstairs," you know. Uh, all right, let's go to the bonus round. Uh, Karen, I think you're two for two today, right? Yay! That's why. I ain't racist. How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I? Call them niggas. Just call them niggas. Gold beef, gold chain, wearing fried chicken, biscuit, eating monkey, eat baboon, big guy, fast running, high jumping spear, chucking 360 degree basketball. All right, Karen is two for two. We got the final guess the race. Um, two bored men charged with ransacking Excelsior Chocolate Shop in December. Bored or bored? Bored. They were bored. They you know. Okay, I, I, I thought yeah. you said bored. Like I was like, is that like a they were, or, mm-hmm. or, or they was like, we ain't got nothing to do. No, sad. they were they were half wild boar, half men hybrids. They they were like he man villains. <laughs> Okay. No, you know Bebop and Rocksteady. Like, they was like one of them. <laughs> okay, I thought you meant boy like a location mm-hmm. place like type of thing. So I wanted to be sure. I, no, I know you love to, to to talk about how it was a misunderstanding. It's, I was just letting you do your thing. I was just going off of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Two you. men face felony charges. You, you, you get my point in this comedy. Thank you. <laughs> it's not pointless. <laughs> Two men. I'm just. This sometimes this happened with Justin too. I'm just playing the straight man to y'all being ridiculous. So I'm just trying to help further the bit. I, like, I think sometimes people that don't understand, I hate to break the fourth wall. People that don't understand probably think I'm genuinely like, oh my God, I'm so confused. But it's part of the bit, guys. It's funnier if I am if I don't go along with it. Than my if I'm bad, my bad. I broke out of character, y'all. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, I'm no, I'm no, it's I'm not no pointless fucking, comedy. I made the joke and I fucked the joke up. I'm sorry. It's, it's 2,600 episodes of this. I know what I'm doing, and you know what you're doing at this point. So, I think I think I think we got it. We're on the same page. I, I knew I knew when I read the title that you knew that you didn't know. Two men 
facing felony charges stemming from December break-in and vandalism of a chocolate shop in Excelsior that led to a big community reaction. Alexander Running, 19, and Lester Prairie, and Karsten Lutschwager, 20. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's not a name. That's where he's from. Alexander Running of Lester Prairie and Karsten Lutschwager, 20, of Minneapolis, are both charged with third-degree burglary and first-degree damage for property for allegedly breaking into the Truffle Hill chocolates and spraying a fire extinguisher through the entire store, ruining all the chocolate during the end of the busy Christmas season. Uh, 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 Willie Wonka and them gonna whoop their asses and they're fucking up, <laughs> fucking up their shop. The oompa loompas. They're gonna oompa, oompa, loopity do. Come outside, we're not gonna jump you. All right, right, right. <laughs> oompa, loompa, loopity loo. <laughs> what would you do with my foot up your ass? Uh, the duo. <laughs> bro- <laughs> the duo. <laughs> The duo broke through a window um, November 30th, 2022. They crawled in and they ate some chocolates, stole a computer and money, caused more than $24,000 in damage while spraying everything with a fire extinguisher. This really is really walking in chocolate factory. They, they they went through the whole place. They were just fucking up shit. Maybe they the family. They're like, the, ooh, what does this do? Maybe they the family of the kid that fell into the chocolate river and they never found them. They're like, right? this is revenge. Um, the cops asked them why they did it, and they said it's because they were bored. Uh, There's nothing else to do, Sal. The fuck is this? F- football was on. I don't know what happened. I don't understand. That's why we play our game. A uh, search warrant filed by South Lake Minnetonka Police Department reveals many more details. Um. They were arrested after being found in a stolen vehicle following a burglary alarm at Greenwood Market. During the police interrogation, they admitted to stealing the van, damaging the business in Greenwood, breaking into Truffle Hill chocolates as well. Running stated that they then they had left, but Lushwager was concerned that they had left potential DNA evidence and wanted to go back and cover up their crime. Then they returned. He returned on his own, re-entered the business, and used a fire extinguisher to cover for their DNA. Does that work? Probably not. Probably don't. Probably not. No. The, I mean, I mean, nigga, it's chocolate. I mean, you you put your face in it and put your handprint. The chocolate go hard, and they're gonna figure out who you are. Also, I, I mean, my guess is, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't. I'm not a police officer, but unless you like fucked one of the boxes of chocolate, they probably not even tested for DNA. I guarantee you, they not. <laughs> they probably looking for like fingerprints, like. <laughs> Did y'all jack we off on the chocolate? Pubic hair in this chocolate. The yeah. fuck is this? <laughs> like, why would they pull out the swabs? Maybe I'm wrong though. But I'm gonna have them confused. They gonna take home and they gonna be like, they tried to make a chocolate cock. We don't know what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fuck that was happening here. I don't understand. Unless you do that, they is not testing for your DNA. Right. Let me look at this crime scene. It looks like we got a cocklet bar. <laughs> Look like some yummy cock and balls. <laughs> yeah, because it didn't <laughs> Looks like someone kissed these Hershey's back. 
Um, <laughs> so then, this right here made people want to lick them balls. Okay, all right. Someone's never seen the episode of CSI it. Miami around here. Um, <laughs> so like, they're making these terrible uh, 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 cock and ball puns about chocolate. No, only only one of us is making terrible ones. Uh, oh, oh, you, oh, you saying they're 50% bad? <laughs> yeah, like. Like that chocolate was fifty percent off the next day, and nobody knew why. Nobody understood why. <laughs> this chocolate, this chocolate don't taste right. It tastes a little cocky. Got some nuts in it. Um, the document, <laughs> the <laughs> document said that Lushwaller was interviewed by police. He admitted to the Truffle Hill chocolate burglar and other crimes he was a suspect of in the other in the other jurisdiction. Um, Lushwaller and Running are also charged with felony theft regarding the stolen van. They admitted to taking it when they tried to smash the door at Greenwood Market with a rock. Oh, man. What a dumbass reason to catch a felony. Anyway, guess the race of these two guys. I'm, I'm going to go white. All right. Karen's going with the white chocolate. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Um, bored, dumbass, wealthy white boys. Uh, all right. White. Coon cock whites. He held the fire extinguisher in the front of him, pretending he had a big cock white. <laughs> yeah, they weren't holding the fire extinguisher sideways, guys. These were some white boys. They woke up bored and was like, let's go fuck some shit up. Yeah. That's that's terrible. What a dumbass crime. I mean, it's like kind of harmless in that no one was physically injured and shit, but it's just oh, it's very pointless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's go to the last thing. Let's get off of this and talk about some sore ratchet. <laughs> oh, sore ratchet. Oh, damn, <laughs> I'm a bitch. There you go. <laughs> A woman terrorized... Wait, did I already do this? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Damn, I guess I never did. Oh, I must have did it on Keith and the girl. All right. Huh. A woman terrorized a coffee shop with a sword, police say. Okay. Uh, Customers in line for... Wait, now it's... Wait, wait, I got to fucking buy a subscription? Anyway, this one went Dunkin' Donuts and was swinging around the sword, guys. Uh, She's trash for that. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> let's, let's go to the next one fuck it um i'm not paying for this um mm-hmm. how about this a buxton man threatened mother with sword and bb gun oh sword and bb gun okay uh he caused an eight-hour standoff on monday he threatened his mother with a sword and a bb gun during an argument over a video game shit motherfucker was like i'm gonna finish destiny 2 mom Chief, Chief Troy Klein said the incident began Monday when police were notified that the oh, 44-year-old Andrew Forbes had repeatedly threatened her with multiple weapons. The mother had left the house. Um, Mr. Forbes was upset that his elderly mother, in regards to Valent- a Valentine's Day, wait, ar- an argument on Valentine's Day over the purchase of a video game. 
They said the mother told Forbes had threatened her on Friday afternoon with a cane sword, but she did not call police. The mother told Forbes <laughs> it was a cane sword, not that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep, it was a yep. sword and a cane. You, it yep. was. That, that, and every time I hear that, I, I can't, I'm going to say that every time. No, I no, I thought, in my mind, I thought it was a, 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 a sword made out of like a cane, like sugar cane. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He had a, a regular, yeah. had a regular sword and just all of a sudden pulled it out. It was like, you want some of this? On Monday morning, he had a BB gun pistol in his hand and told her he could shoot her in the eyes and it would kill her. Holy shit. He was intoxicated and refused to come outside when the police showed up. They set up a perimeter, had an eight hour standoff. Um, mm, this, this is some, this is some love for your child that I, I, I don't understand. Because this is probably not the first time he acted like this. Nigga, you 44. The fuck out of my house. Right. He 44 you ain't gonna at home. Me. You ain't going to harass me at my retirement age. Who was giving him swords and BB guns? Right. We arguing about fucking video games. Nigga, go get a job and buy your own. Now, they, ended up, doing? they ended up having to stand off and, and end it peacefully because he's white. So they Who didn't shoot him enough. sword cane on me? Child boo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so the police did end up just arresting arresting him after mm-hmm. the eight hour standoff. Uh, and, and guess what? When he come back, all the locks gonna be changed, all the passwords gonna be changed, everything gonna nope. You no longer live here, bitch. Right. All right, y'all. That's it. We'll talk to you next time. Uh, like I said, we'll see what the schedule looks like throughout the week. But uh, prepare for you know uh, probably a week or so of no shows. Um, Great, until I'm then, gonna see Roderick. I'm excited and I'll be at the taping of the game theory. Yay. Yes, looking forward to it. And uh, mm-hmm. Saturday, we're um gonna go out, so I'll tell you when and where uh later. But we're hey. going, we're going somewhere. So, um, until next time, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.